The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and it's been a while. I've been away for work. I have to go away again for work. So this episode is going to recap the last week that I missed and then look ahead to the upcoming week uh, before I come back next Monday to record again and no travel for a a couple of weeks. So I'll be able to give you more information. regularly scheduled content. So I do apologize for my work schedule being chaotic, but you know that I've kept an eye on the Hawks. No matter where I was at, um, I got to go to a Houston Rockets game. Um, Had to travel to Houston for work. Uh, $8 tickets. And I'll tell you one thing, Hawks fans, be glad that you are in the Hawks position than the Houston Rockets position. I mean, even if, you know, hey, they get a nice draft pick and Maybe it's Scoot Henderson, um, if it's not Wimby, depending on what pick they get. But certainly, after watching the Houston Rockets play in person, I felt like I was watching an L.A. fitness scrimmage. That's how I felt. Um, They were playing the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets, um, it was close in the first half. Then the Brooklyn Nets remembered, like, oh, wow, we're better than this team. And they played like they were better, and ended up being a 22-point win. Um, But as far as for the Hawks this week, they split the week going two and two. Right now, your Atlanta Hawks are sitting at eighth in the Eastern Conference. And it looks like at this point that they're destined for a play-in spot. When you're looking at six and five, the Brooklyn Nets have hung tough. They are right now fifth, 10 games above 500 right now. Uh, Playing 500 ball, actually, like I said, I got to see that team in person. And certainly a lot of shooters, really good spacing. Um, I don't think they're going to make a run in in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, but certainly they're going to give effort, and they have hung tough regardless of who's been shipped out of town up there in the borough of Brooklyn. And then obviously you have the New York Knicks, who everybody is – you know, clamoring over every time they do well, everyone goes crazy. Uh, everyone says the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. Hawks fans will beg to differ, but certainly you got to give credit to them as well. They are at nine and a half games back from the one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and when you're looking at the Hawks in the picture, as far as in the Eastern Conference, right now the Hawks are. Five games behind the Knicks at six. And they're a game and a half behind the Heat at seven, which we're going to talk about the Heat here in a bit. Obviously playing them earlier this week. At this point, if you're a Hawks fan, I think you just have to prepare yourself that you, I mean, for a while, we've kind of seen this coming regardless who the coach is. But with the Hawks continually playing 500 ball um, under the, with the transition of Quinn Snyder right now, um, 
really playing good basketball on the offensive end, but defense is something that they have still struggled with because, I mean, they're not a great defensive team personnel-wise. Uh, they have more offensive-minded players than defensive-minded players. And when you think about their inability to get stops, right now they're in the 20s in defensive efficiency in the NBA. Offensively, they have risen. They're in the top 10 offensively in the NBA, which is what we're accustomed to seeing um, as far as offensive efficiency. But defensively, they've gotten worse and worse. And that is going to be the reason why I don't foresee this team making a run. It's going to be... I can see them getting in as an eight seed for sure. Definitely see them getting in as an eight seed. Um, when you look at the fact that they're going to start off with a seven, eight matchup. If the season ended today against the Miami heat, who basically gentlemen swept you already this year, three, one winning that series after the Hawks traveled down to Miami last weekend and lost Saturday in a horrendous offensive performance. And then Monday, it just came down to execution in the fourth quarter, which has been plaguing the Hawks for the last few years. And they just could not get out of their own way to upend the Miami Heat on the road. So you gotta you gotta you gotta be real here. You are playing a team who has had a lot of success against you in the last twelve months. Even though you have played them tough, um, and they played them tough in that Monday game. Um, I got to catch the end of that um, when I was uh, traveling. Um, but it was, again, like I said, late game execution. Um, decision making here and there that held them back and will continue to hold them back um, until they really just get a chance to just sit down with Quinn Snyder, have a full offseason, a full training camp to really implement things and attempt to change the culture and break bad habits that have been um, established with this franchise. And you got to look at it like this. 7-8 matchup, you got to take on Miami. It's going to be in Miami. A place where it's tough to win, um, especially come playoff time. They may not have full stands every night because it's South Beach and there's a bunch of other things you can do. But come playoffs, they're there. They are certainly there, and um, it'll be that would be a tough seven eight matchup. But then the great thing about the playing is that yeah, you're gonna have to play an extra game. But with that extra game, you would be playing the Toronto Raptors, who have won the season series against this year, um, or the Chicago Bulls, who. I mean, it's been a interesting season series against the Bulls. Both of those teams are beatable if you're the Atlanta Hawks. Both of them are beatable. I mean, last time you had the 9-10 matchup last year. You got the home game against the Hornets, and you took care of business. So it's interesting to have the opportunity to see if you can up in Miami. And then if not, You'll host a home game against the Raptors or the Bulls and try to fight to get into the playoffs. And if the Hawks get in as the eight seed, they will be playing the Milwaukee Bucks, who they have, you know, had some success against this year. Um, certainly, um, there's a lot of history there recently. 
um, as far as in the playoffs. So it'll be very interesting to see the Hawks take on the Bucks. Um, I think the Bucks have a little bit more, and I think um, with the Hawks' problems defensively, it's going to be tough to win a playoff series this year. But if you're trying to figure out a path to the playoffs and where this team truly stands as far as the standings and the playoff picture and so forth, you got to get comfortable with the playing spot um, unless something dramatic happens up top and the Hawks just go on like a a 9-10 game winning streak to end the year, which right now I don't see as being likely. Just being real. Just being real. But certainly there's still more games to be played when you, like I said, the Hawks right now are 34-34 and 34, right at 500. Uh, 18 and 14 at home, 16 and 20 on the road. The next couple of games will be at home. Uh, starting with tonight against the Minnesota T Wolves, who the Hawks are a slight favorite against at home. And then on after that game, they would be taking on the Golden State Warriors on Friday. So they're going to have some few uh, some days off um, between now and their next game. So they're going to see the Golden State Warriors at home. On Friday night, that should be a well-attended game. And then uh, Sunday night, they're going to travel to San Antonio. Um, well, Sunday, it's going to be an afternoon game um, in San Antonio um, against a team that they certainly should win. Um, and, they, and there's some winnable opponents coming up for the Hawks when you look at the schedule. I mean, when you're looking at the schedule now, there are, and I'm counting, 14 games left. 14 games left. When you're looking at it right now, there are six games, seven, 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 eight games against playoff teams. So they're playing against some decent opponents. Uh, Minnesota is no slouch. Golden State has been playing better. Uh, they just got Steph Curry back. Um, they're certainly gearing up for another run uh, with that championship nucleus out there. That should be an interesting game. Obviously, San Antonio's not good. Detroit's not good. So that's two games that you should win there. Uh, you got to go on the road to Minnesota. I mean, you've done well recently in Minnesota over the last couple of years. Uh, but certainly this is a different Minnesota team. Uh, Rudy Gobert could come back any day now. Um, so certainly going to be a very interesting matchup there. Indiana, you should beat Memphis, who's been playing well. Um, still a good team, even though with their John Morant issues there. Uh, you got to see Cleveland again. You got to go to Brooklyn, who's been playing well, like I said. Dallas at home. I mean, that's a team that can score a lot of points. It's going to come down to getting stops that game. Uh, on the road against the Bulls to end that season series, which is very interesting, as I said, talking before, um, a possibility of playing them in a second game of a play-in tournament to get into the playoffs. So that would be a real good confidence booster as far as taking care of them. Uh, towards the end of the season, you got to see Washington again at home. Uh, two really good wins, um, and you got to tip your cap to you know bad fourth quarter execution on part of the Wizards in both games. But certainly good wins to pick up in Washington to get revenge. You should have won that game here in Atlanta. Now you're up two one on them in the season series and have a chance to win that season series in early April here at home. So that'll be a a fun matchup there. And then you end with Philadelphia at home and then Boston on the road. So two tough games to end the season for your Atlanta Hawks. But certainly some winnable games, some games that are going to 
put the Hawks in playoff mindset. And it's about capitalizing on their opportunities. Um, and like I said, when you look at this week, Minnesota and Golden State at home, being at home will help. Um, certainly, if you can split those two games or, hell, win both of them, and then you get to win, beat San Antonio. I'm not going to guarantee wins on this program. We know how well that goes for anybody. But if you go 2-1 and one this week, you'll end the week above 500. Then you'll take on Detroit next Tuesday. Maybe get another game above 500. And then we'll see there. Um, if, I mean, whatever happens with Miami, if Brooklyn takes a fall, which they still have not taken a fall that I predicted, um, maybe the Knicks kind of sputter down the stretch. We still don't know. But all we know is that the Hawks have to control their effort, their focus, their execution down the stretch against teams that will challenge them, will push them, but they have to beat in order to get to where they want to go, which is in the playoffs. And I will talk about the last four games that Trey Young has been playing great basketball um, offensively for sure. And uh, he's been getting his hands a little dirty on the defensive end. Uh, so he has certainly elevated his play since the firing of Nate Mellon, which is no surprise after what I've been reporting. Um, but again, when you look at the last four games, it's execution and getting stops that have hurt them in two games against teams firmly in the playoffs in Miami and Boston. And then the team that is not in the playoff picture right now, the Wizards, um, you're just better than, and you have more talent than, and you executed down the stretch better than they did in those two games. So we're going to talk a little bit about those games, but first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues, and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary, and I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list. I know which one. It's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues, beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, we are back. As I said at the top of the program, the Hawks split this week, going two and two, lost to the two playoff teams in the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, and then um, got revenge up in the DMV against the Washington Wizards to take a 2-1 lead in that series. And 
I'm going to start with the losses first. Um, Hawks certainly played much better offensively against the Heat on Monday night than they did in that Saturday night game. Um, but, I mean, 130 points given up to the Miami Heat. Um, it's not going to cut it. You allow the Heat to shoot 53% from the floor. That's not going to cut it. The Hawks um, shot 55% from the floor, which is great. Um, but 31% from three for your Hawks. And Miami shot 52% from three. Miami had 59 bench points. And even though it was an opportunity to try to chase them down in the fourth quarter, uh, again, as I said, it was late game execution that really hurt the Hawks' chances of trying to come back and win that game. Uh, they started off great in the first quarter. The Miami Heat would counter with a better second quarter, a pretty even third quarter, and then the Hawks outscored the Miami Heat by four in the fourth quarter, but still ended up losing by two. And it's always just a couple of possessions, a couple of mistakes here and there, uh, not getting a stop here, a bad shot there, which has been pretty much the mantra of this Atlanta Hawks team. Um, and like I said, when it comes down to it, it was – it's defense. It's defense. It's been a problem. It's been a culprit. Because, uh, look, you play pretty good offensively. Like, beyond only making nine threes and shooting 31% from three, uh, like I said, you shot 55% from the floor. You out-rebounded the Miami Heat. You had 28-team assists. Turnovers were relatively low. Um, you outscored them in the paint 70-42, to 42, so you dominated there. Uh, but the difference was fouls. And you can blame officiating um, or whatever. Uh, but certainly, Hawks missing six free throws um, and getting 14 less free throw attempts than the Miami Heat certainly played a role. Certainly, certainly played a role. Um, and the Hawks are not fairly officiated at times. And it seems like recently it is um, more troublesome than beneficial for the Atlanta Hawks. But that's where you have to get stops and you have to execute. And the Hawks did not do that, regardless of the differential and fouls called against the Hawks or free throws given to the Miami Heat, which certainly played a role. Um, I'm not here to give excuses. I'm here to just tell the facts. Um, so you lose that game by two. Uh, Trey Young had a much better game um, after having one of his lowest offensive outputs in the last couple of years, last Saturday against the Miami Heat, he turned around with 25 points, was pretty efficient from the floor, 9 to 17 from the floor. One of five from three, but no one really shot great from the three-point line. Uh, six of eight from the free throw line, seven assists, three turnovers. So a solid game from Trey Young there. Um, DeJounte Murray got off the canvas as well offensively. 23 points in that game, eight assists, four rebounds, two steals. No turnovers from him. He was 10 of 19 from the floor, but one of six from three. Again, no one shot great from three. Uh, Capella, 12 points, 10 rebounds, another double-double. 14 points for DeAndre Hunter. He had a four assists, four rebounds. He was 50% from the floor, one of four from three. Again, no one shot great from three. John Collins had a, one of his better games recent memory. 17 points, um, seven of 11 from the floor, one of four from three. Uh, which is, like I said, the reason they didn't play well. The best three-point shooter 
for the Hawks that game. And one of the better three-point shooters since the All-Star break for the Hawks has been Sadiq Bey. 17 points on Monday night against the Miami Heat. Um, three three-pointers, 6 of 10 from the floor. Added six rebounds, three assists. Uh, really solid game off the bench from him. Bogey, solid. 50% from the floor. Uh, 2 of 5 from 3. He had 12 points off the bench. Six points for a Kongu off the bench that game. And Jalen Johnson, who's been getting more clock lately, has been looking really good. Um... And he seems to have replaced A.J. Griffin in the rotation. So not as much A.J. Griffin and no Aaron Holiday, who was Nate McMillan's uh, go-to guy off the bench just from, you know, rapport that they built in Indiana. But like I said, the difference in the game was probably outside of getting stops, the fouls called in the free throws given to the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler had almost a triple-double, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists from him. And then when you're looking at the rest of the Miami Heat, he had 16 from Mam Adebayo, added 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and a block. 5-9 uh, and nine from the floor for Bam. 13 points for Tyler Hero. Off the bench, he had some production as well, Victor Oladipo, one of his better games of the season, 22 points for him off the bench. He knocked down four threes against the Atlanta Hawks on Monday night. 21 from Caleb Martin. So right there, you're looking at over 40 points from two players off the bench. And as I said, 59 bench points for the Miami Heat, which was a huge lift for them. Uh, Duncan Robinson gave him 14 points off the bench, knocked down three threes. It was, um, if you're not a, if you're not a Hawks fan and you're a Heat fan, it's good to see Duncan Robinson be um, contributing in somewhat in the game because he really does not play hardly. Uh, but like I said, 59 bench points for the Heat, the foul discrepancy, and um, just lack of getting stops and execution down the stretch in the fourth quarter is what has given the Heat the 3-1 season series win over the Atlanta Hawks and a team that you're probably going to see again in the play-in. So, you know, if you're the Hawks, um, and it's Quinn Snyder. I mean, at least he got two opportunities to see them. Maybe he can go back to the drawing board and find some things that can work in a play-in game um, where it's all or nothing and the stakes are high. So it'll be interesting to see this team and Quinn Snyder in that, in that scenario. Uh, which is more likely as we go further and further into things. And I'm going to jump to the Celtics game, the other loss. Uh, everyone's going to remember the scuffle between Trey Young and Marcus Smart, which led to Marcus Smart getting ejected. And the Hawks, they got punched in the mouth in the second quarter. A huge run by the Celtics really kind of put things out of reach. But the Hawks kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And it took everything the Celtics had to try to hold off your Atlanta Hawks. Who, um, I, And I, I like the fight, which I think that fight that they had, I think it's going to turn into a win against the T-Wolves tonight. That's my prediction. I'm going to say the Hawks are definitely going to win tonight. Um, after how they played against the Celtics and probably the tempers and the frustration down the stretch, um, in that game, uh, certainly one that they let get away from them in the second quarter, but they fought valiantly to come back. 
Now, when you're looking at a season series against the Boston Celtics, you only see three times. Uh, you're down 2-0, and then the last time you get them, you're going to have to go to Boston to take care of, uh, try to take care of business um, the last game of the NBA season. Um, so we're going to see them soon. You're going to see them soon, so you're going to get your uh, chance to yell at the screen and screen expletive at Marcus Smart. Your time is coming, Hawks fans. Your time is coming. But like I said, a late comeback bid, but Hawks really could not get over the hump. Um, the Celtics really shot tremendous from the three-point line. The 23-pointers made against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday, and it was the second out of a back-to-back. Tough draw. Um, like I said, you took on the Washington Wizards that night prior on Friday night when you got a dub. You had to travel from D.C. to Atlanta to take on a Celtics team who is at the two seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And like I said, you played pretty poor in the second quarter. Um, and then you scored 36 points in the fourth quarter to try to come back but ended up falling short. Losing by nine, you give up 134 points. So in the two losses this week, the Hawks give, gave up over 130 points in each game. Your two wins, the Hawks gave up under 130 points. Uh, 120 uh, given up by the Wizards on Wednesday night. And then 107, so you play better defensively Friday night against the Washington Wizards. So again, what is the thing? Defense needs to be better and tighten up. And I know that Quinn Snyder's focus on, hey, better offense can make for better defense. But at some point, you got to just, you know, get into the defensive stand and get stops. You really have to. Um, but back to the Celtics game. Like I said, um, they did everything they could to come back. Um, it's hard when you give up 23-pointers. And Jason Tatum scores 11 fourth-quarter points to – balance out the run that the Hawks were making. And the Celtics are, they're primed to try to make another run in the playoffs where the Hawks are still trying to figure things out. A really good crowd um, versus Boston, which was to be expected. Uh, Trey Young had 35 points, 13 assists. Um, like I said, he's been playing very well recently. Um, so that is always really good to see because his team's going to go as Trey Young goes, but have to bring some people along with him. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the numbers there. But the Hawks against a really solid defensive team in the Celtics did shoot 50% from the floor. Um, now, the three-point shooting woes st still kind of there. Um, like I said, they didn't shoot well in Miami. Um, and in this game, they did not shoot well. So three-point shooting, it seems to be a key in Hawks wins. And we're going to dive a little bit more into the Wizards numbers real quick here. But 29% from three uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they shot better from the free throw line in this game. They out-rebounded the Celtics. Uh, 24 team assists were like a little bit more ball movement, but 24 is a solid number. But when you're looking at the other side of things and you see the Celtics with 35 team assists, uh, that's just superior ball movement there, and that's a really good offensive team in Boston when they really get things going. But the Hawks really took care of ball. Um, they outscored the Celtics in the paint. 
Um, so it really was, I mean, defense, which, like I said, Celtics shot just under 55% from the floor and just under 48% from three. You're not going to win a lot of games giving up those numbers on the defensive end. Uh, so that's something that really needs to tighten up if you're the Atlanta Hawks, especially as the playoffs get closer and closer. As I said, 34 points, 15 rebounds and six assists for Jason Tatum. Uh, 24 from Jalen Brown. He had a seven assists, five rebounds and two assists. 18 points for Derek White, who's been getting a lot of starting nods recently. Also added seven assists, four rebounds. Uh, Marcus Smart, who is public enemy number one in Atlanta. 11 points, six assists for him. Nine points for the former Hawk, Al Horford. Uh, knocked down three three-pointers. Also added four rebounds, three assists. And off the bench, Brogdon gave them 18 points. Hauser gave him 12, and then Blake Griffin with eight points off the bench there. So decent bench production for the Celtics. And when you're looking at the things for the Atlanta Hawks, um, as I said, a really good game from Trey Young. Uh, not great from three-point line, four for 11, but still four three-pointers made is uh, still good. Um, not a great offensive game from DeJounte Murray, 14 points, 7 of 18 from the floor. Uh, really has been kind of up and down the last five games or so after really being on a hot streak there. Uh, we're certainly going to need more from DeJounte Murray going forward because Trey Young is doing what he's supposed to do. Um, and that's scoring, assisting the ball, taking care of the ball, only three turnovers against the Celtics, which is a huge win in my opinion. Um, Capella, another solid game, 12 points, nine rebounds. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, 16 points for him, 7 of 12 from the floor. Knocked down two threes. He added three rebounds, two assists. 11 points, nine rebounds for John Collins. Um, and off the bench of Congo with 11 points, eight rebounds, and a block. Also added two assists there. Um, had the highest plus minus on the team, which is not a surprise. Uh, Jalen Johnson with seven points off the bench. Added four rebounds, two assists. 17 for Sadiq Bay. Continues to shoot well. Four, seven from three. For him, added five rebounds and then two points in nine minutes for A.J. Griffin, who is just out of the rotation right now um, for Quinn Snyder. Uh, but you got to get stops. You have to get stops. When you're looking at the Wizards game, and we're going to look at the first game, against the Wizards, they won 122-120. Um, a lot of missed opportunities if you're Bradley Bill and you're kicking yourself, and you try to get one back the next day or next game against the Hawks, and you still couldn't get over the hump. Um, and the Wizards lost despite shooting just under 57% from the floor and 41% from three. Again, defense, and it did tighten up for the Hawks in the next game against the Wizards, but giving up over 40% from three and fifty over 50% uh, from the floor is not going to lend to a lot wins. Uh, but you're just a better team than the Wizards. You're a better team. You have more talent, and you executed better down the stretch, which is why you got the dub. Um, the Hawks did shoot over f just under 53% from the floor, 41% from three themselves. Um, they, It's funny. The Wizards and the Hawks both shot and made the same amount of three-pointers there, which is weird. Um, Hawks got out-rebounded, but only by three. Uh, 26 team assists, solid for the Hawks, but 34 team assists for the Wizards, who, like I said, they played really well offensively. But what killed the Wizards, 19 turnovers. 19 turnovers there. You, 
and your Hawks only had 11. So turning over the ball, having more talent and executing on the stretch is what lends you to win that game um, on Wednesday night in Washington, and we are not going to complain about it. We're not going to complain because we need wins. We need wins right there. Um, and even the Wizards had as, as much of a 15-point lead and lost that game on Wednesday night. Um, 43 points for Persingas, uh, who we did not see in the first game against the um, Wizards here in Atlanta. So you got all you really wanted <coughs> when you're thinking about Porzingis. You had 25 from Kuzma and 24 from Bill, who shot only 8 of 19 from the floor, um, had five turnovers um, to go along with eight assists. He had three steals, but the five turnovers, eight assists. Um, so thank Bradley Bill. Thank Kyle Kuzma with four turnovers, nine turnovers combined from those two players, even though, you know, they had solid offensive games, 25 and 10 for Kuzma, and also had a six assist. And like I said, you got 43 from Porzingis. But outside of that, Kisper gave you 10, and there was really nothing else for the Washington Wizards. So uh, <clears throat> great for the Hawks to really, you know, weather the storm, especially in that second quarter where the Wizards played very well. Um, holding the Hawks to just 24 points, outscoring them by nine. Um, they came out of halftime. The Hawks played a little bit better. And then the Hawks' fourth quarter um, was really what was the deciding factor outside of the turnovers there. Again, another really good game. Um, probably one of his most efficient games of the season for Trey Young. 28 points, 10 assists, uh, five turnovers. But um, we'll take him shooting 11 to 14 from the floor and three or four from three. We're going to take that. Uh, DeJounte Murray, again, another poor offensive night, 17 points. Uh, thanks to six free throw attempts, which he made all six of them, but five of 16 from the floor, one of five from three. Six assists, three steals for Murray, uh, 13 points, only three rebounds for Capella. Um, so wasn't really great on the uh, glass that game. DeAndre Hunter with a solid game, 15 points, 50% uh, from the floor. John Collins with a solid game. 14 points, 5 rebounds, uh, a block and a steal. 5 and 9 from the floor, 4 7 from 3 from there. Um, so really got a lift from John Collins. And the fact that you have 7 Hawks players in double digits and 8 players with 9 points or more, uh, even you know ball and scoring distribution for the Hawks. Uh, 9 points for Okongu off the bench with 4 rebounds. Uh, 10 points for Jalen Johnson off the bench. As again, he's been playing really, really well um, off the bench the last few games. And Bogey with 14 points. Shot 5 of 7 from the floor, 2 of 3 from 3. Um, I forgot to mention Jalen Johnson was 2 of 3 from 3. Um, so, team basketball and forcing turnovers, forcing mistakes on part of the Wizards and really um, just letting their big three through their, do their thing and not really allowing anybody else to really get off. Um, got them to win, and then they tightened things up defensively against the Wizards in that second game on Friday night before they obviously came back and played at um, the Celtics. Uh, the Wizards still shot better from the floor than the Hawks, uh, just under 49%, but did much better at guarding the three-point line, holding them under 26%. Uh, percent from three while your Hawks shot 44 percent from the floor and 48 percent from three 15 or 31 from the three-point line for the Hawks which gave them a nice little lift um they out rebounded the Wizards uh, 25 team assists which 
I I like that number, 25, 26 or more. Um, and again, um, they, they got outscored in the paint by a lot. But when you shoot the ball well from three and you execute down the stretch in the fourth quarter, uh, thanks to um, some plays made by Trey Young, you're going to take that. And again, you already had Bradley Beal um, shooting his team in the foot. Um, even though he had 27 points, um, missed some opportunities down the stretch for if you're the Wizards and you're a Wizards fan, which you're probably not if you're listening to this program. Uh, Porzingis cooled off uh, 22 points, still a good game, 22 points, nine rebounds for him, three of seven from three, eight of 18 from the floor, 17 points for Kuzma that game, five rebounds. Uh, Gafford gave you 13 and eight off the bench. Uh, Morris gave you six and played 26 minutes. Um, and then DeLon Wright, the former Atlanta Hawks, had pretty decent game, um, both games um, for the Wizards. And like I said, 28 points for Trey Young in this game, 9 of 19 from the floor, six three-pointers made, really shot the ball well from three. Like I said, Trey Young's been on a nice little roll, uh, but you got to bring people along with you. And this is not a shot at Trey, this is on everybody else. Because uh, DeAndre Hunter has been playing well. You're looking at, you know, DeJounte Murray. Uh, it's the culprit right now who has not been as consistent on the offensive end, uh, <clears throat> which is probably why you're 500 uh, this week. But you're certainly getting all you want from Trey Young, 28, nine assists, two steals, two rebounds, only three turnovers. We'll take that there. Um, <clears throat> and again, 19 points from DeJounte Murray, six of 16 from the floor, one of three from three, added seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal. So doing other things that contribute. So even though, you know, you look at the offensive numbers and you zero down on, hey, DeJounte Murray has to play better offensively, um, he's doing other things to affect the game, which you'll take that. Uh, Capella, another black game, eight points, 10 rebounds, one block for him. Uh, like I said, DeAndre Hunter was a solid game, 18 points. He um, did take a little a tumble in that game, uh, but he was able to go against the Celtics. Uh, but 18 points, seven rebounds for him. John Collins cooled off seven points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. So trying to do the little things. And then off the bench, Sadiq Bay with another really good game, 14 points, three three-pointers made from him. 15 points off the bench for Bogey, four points, eight rebounds, uh, two steals, one block, one assist for Kongwu. And four points for Jalen Johnson in 13 minutes. Added six rebounds there. Um, so really when you're looking at, you know, this week, Hawks have to play better defensively. You have to shoot well from the three-point line. Um, you have to move the ball. And you got to get stops and execute, especially in the fourth quarter if you're going to uh, be 2-1 and one this week at least to try to continue to make strides to get above 500. And feel good about yourself down the stretch. So we'll see how your Hawks perform tonight against Minnesota. Um, and then obviously they're going to have several days off before they take on Golden State at home. Uh, so maybe some good rest time, some practice time. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday um, for your Atlanta Hawks. We'll see how they uh, respond against the Golden State Warriors who have been playing some solid basketball. When you're looking at the Warriors who I saw them get a win against the uh, Bucks on Saturday night on uh, ABC for the primetime game. Uh, and they really needed that win because they, they were on a three-game losing streak prior to that. 
And prior to that, they were they won five in a row. Um, so you got Curry back. Obviously, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green is healthy. Uh, so you're going to see the nucleus um, back for the Warriors on Friday night, and then you got a, a game against San Antonio, who you're supposed to be. So I'm interested to see how they perform this week. As I said, I'll be gone again for work, so we're going to be back next Monday with another episode. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars, give us a good review, share it, or tell everybody about one of the best podcasts covering the Atlanta Hawks out here in Hawks Media. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks. On Twitter, that's at Ethos Hawks. And follow myself at Brad Jared67 on Twitter. That's Brad J A R R E T T 67. We'll catch you guys next week. Let's go Hawks. Pushing for 2-1 and one at least. So we'll see how things play out. We'll catch you guys next week. You have a wonderful week with whatever you got going on. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.